Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian, philosopher, and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Uh, Now, we've been discussing PR or public relations for quite a few episodes, and we're going to be taking a break from this soon, but not right away, because um, there's one last area I wanted to touch on before we leave it for a while. We have other things to cover with the Hubbard Management System, but this last series has been on public relations. And uh, the thing we're going to cover today is PR and its role in creating goodwill. Uh, Well, uh, let's start by defining goodwill. Mr. Hubbard defines goodwill as the reputation an organization has with its publics for integrity, good service, prompt bills paying, high quality delivery, friendliness, etc. So that's goodwill in a nutshell. We're going to go into a lot more detail on this and it's extreme value to you as a business owner. And I mean extreme, okay? Goodwill is something you should always be thinking with, something you should always be striving to uh, obtain, okay? But before we get into this, I'm going to define a couple of other terms uh, ones we have defined before in earlier episodes, but I'm going to review with you now. So uh, in case you're a first time listener, you're not going to get lost. Okay. So the first is the word theta. That's spelled T-H-E-T-A. Theta. In his landmark book, Science of Survival, published in 1951 and recommended reading for anyone here who's trying to survive. I would expect that's almost all of you. Mr. Hubbard defines theta as, quote, theta is thought, life force, elan vital, the spirit, the soul, or any other of the numerous definitions it has had for some thousands of years. So, theta is life force, thought. Okay, he's had many, many names throughout the eons, but it's basically life force. Okay, so he goes on to say this same book. He also goes on to say this, quote, let us call this life energy by a symbol in order to identify it. We will assign to it the Greek letter theta and distinguish it as an energy existing separate and distinct from the physical universe as we know it. L. Ron Hubbard. So evidently there is a, there is some sort of an energy at work that is distinctly different from physical universe energy. I mean, you look at the energy of a light bulb and you look at the energy that is in a body that animates it, makes it uh, love, makes that body laugh, um, does all these various different things. These are qualities that are peculiar to a certain kind of energy that physical universe energy does not have. Okay, a light bulb cannot think. It's got energy, but it cannot uh, have ideas about things. It cannot animate other things truly. It is, unless it's directed uh, and channeled by life force or theta. So, you know, you've got this sort of random chaotic energy, and then you've got this other kind of energy that doesn't seem to be part of the physical universe that has other properties appended to it, like the ability to think and to make decisions and have an awareness. And to perceive. I don't know if you've ever been around a dead body, but uh, or one that has just become dead. But uh, if you have, 
and uh, I have, but um, and probably most people go through this experience at least at some point in their lives where it's very, very clear that something, some energy just left. There's that point between life and death and something leaves. And that is an energy or a life force. It's been called a lot of things, but we're using the word theta, which is a Greek symbol for thought. Okay. Uh, Mr. Harper goes on in the same book, Science of Survival. He describes it as this. Quote, theta is reason, serenity, stability, happiness, cheerful emotion, persistence, and the other factors which man ordinarily considers desirable. End quote. So that is theta has these wonderful qualities of reason, serenity, stability, happiness, cheerful emotion, etc. Now, there is an opposite term, which he also defines in Science of Survival, called n-theta. Uh, goes quite significantly into the relationship between theta and n theta, but you could call n theta really the opposite. He defines it as, amongst other things, quote, irrational thought, end quote, also from that book. So you've got theta, you know, stability, happiness, cheerful emotion. You know what it's like. You know, you're around someone that you're fond of and everybody's in a good mood and you'd say that's very theta. And then you've also been in situations where people are acting insane, very uh, cranky or surly or irrational or very depressed. And we could call that N theta. Okay. All right. So with me so far, you're going, what's this got to do with goodwill? You'll find out just hang in there. Okay. So this is very important, fundamental stuff that, You know, when you boil or distill any of this technology down, it will boil down to these components that Mr. Hubbard discovered. And here we go. He says, again, in Science of Survival, he says this. The three primary components of theta are affinity, reality, and communication, end quote. So theta, life force has these three qualities, affinity, reality, and communication, and chairs don't, desks don't, walls don't, volcanoes don't, uh, the ocean as a huge body of water doesn't, the living things within it do. You probably never had a real meaningful conversation with a chair, for example. But I remember as as a, a child watching my older brother have a very definite conversation, if you will, through the glass to a chimpanzee. You know, you can talk to me about anything, right? You know, in a zoo, they were communicating back and forth with their hands, with their faces. It was hilarious, but there was definitely communication there. That is a quality that life has. It can communicate. It can have affinity. You know, when the when your child comes up to you and wants to sit in your lap and wants to be close to you, you know, no physical universe object is going to do that. No lamp is going to jump off a, uh, off a side table to come sit in your lap. Um, th- these are qualities that belong to life. Reality, the concept of agreement that something is real. There's no particular awareness, uh, for instance, of a table of the various people sitting around it. It could be a bunch of gamblers, it could be a bunch of angels, it could be a bunch of saints, you know, there's no, the table has no reality or 
perspective or opinion or viewpoint regarding those things at all. Okay, that's just a table. No reality there. Okay, these are three qualities then that life has that physical objects or physical universe objects do not have. So you're dealing with life. When you're dealing with organization, when you're dealing with your customers, when you're dealing with your publics, when you're dealing with your boss, when you're dealing with your daughter, when you're dealing with your pets, you're dealing or plants. You know, you don't think plants have feelings? Wow, you should watch uh, my wife dealing with plants. And they all jump, practically jump out of their pots to be close to her or in affinity with her and communicate with her. It's crazy. Okay, so that's life. So uh, as I mentioned, the more you dig into and understand management and administration and groups, in my mind and in my experience, I've observed that it always boils down to these three letters, A, R, and C. Okay, so now that we've covered these, uh, these fundamentals, I'm going to go into an article here written by Mr. Hubbard on the 15th of December. Uh, actually, that's when it was published. He actually covered this in a conference uh, delivered on the 14th of December, 1971. So this is from that conference, but it was published as an article on the 15th of December, uh, the year 2000. And uh, it's entitled Goodwill Promotion. And Mr. Hubbard says here, uh, there is a different brand of promotion called, quote, goodwill, end quote. What is goodwill? When a business is sold, goodwill has value. One might say $100,000 for assets and $100,000 for its goodwill. That means its customers, its repute, and uh, knowingness. So what do people know about it? Quote, that is goodwill. It is a commodity. It is the ARC people have for it or the willingness people might have to exchange valuables for it. For instance, you might have a couple of uh, shops, one right by the next. Maybe they sell similar things, but one has very good will and the other not yet. Or maybe has, you know, the opposite where people don't think very highly of it, of it at all. The reputation is not very good. Which one do you think it takes more effort to get anybody to exchange with? They might, they might be selling the, the exact same products or services, but one, it's very easy. People come in and just throw the money at the place, and the other, well, you know, it's a battle. you got to persuade them. you got to show them this. you got to demonstrate that. you got to show evidence that they can trust you, and you got to have contracts and all this other jazz. That is a factor of, you could say these things are all ramped up to the extent that goodwill doesn't exist. The more effort you have to make to create an exchange the that's a measure of how much goodwill you have with your publics. Okay. So he says, uh, it is a whole subject in itself. Goodwill is something you build by PR. So there, you know, we've been talking a lot about PR, PR and purpose, uh, handling of black PR. You use PR to get people to, uh, to feel goodwill towards you, to gain this asset called goodwill. That's what you're, one of the things you're doing with public relations. Say, for instance, uh, you have a hair uh, barbershop, hair salon or barbershop. You know, you're very, very friendly with the people that come by. You're helpful to the community. Keep an eye on the kids as they're on their way to school and they walk past the front door. And you're always 
there with a, with a you know big smile and a ready hand to help. And uh, you also deliver excellent service. Your prices are fair. You know, you've got, you start acquiring goodwill. So anytime anybody, you know, uh, is thinking about using, uh, going to the barber or somebody says, yeah, I got to get my hair cut. I've been, and they say, hey, have you tried uh, Joe the barber down the street? You know, he's great with the kids. He's always helpful in the community. Uh, his prices are great. His haircuts are great. That's goodwill. Okay. And it's built by PR. You know, th- those, those times he stands in the doorway of his, of his shop, and, you know, with his, you know, leaning a shoulder against the doorway as, in the, in the, as he's watching the kids walking. Uh, and the reason I'm using this example is there's a very, there's a barbershop called the Three Aces just down the street from me. And when my boy would uh, walk to school in the mornings, I never had much attention because there were always these uh, shop owners along the street who uh, made it their business to keep an eye on the kids as they were on their way to school. And uh, I always felt safe with uh, these kinds of people in the community. And uh, consequently, they got all of our business, right? So that's just an example of goodwill. All right. So now he goes on to give you some pointers on how to acquire goodwill. He says, in doing a survey, don't forget about the episode that I did on surveys in volume one. Uh, You just put the word survey in your search and you can find out how easy it is to do a survey. But he says, in doing a survey to determine goodwill, you might ask, quote, what do they like about blank? Or, quote, what is popular? Or, quote, what do people think about blank? And what little counterpoint needs correction? See how simple this is? What do you guys like about our barbershop? What do you like about our uh, our clinic? Oh, we like the fact that, you know, you guys are so quick on the phones or you're always, uh, you always check back with us when we get home to make sure we're doing fine. Uh, that's a PR action. It's a smart action for many, many reasons, but it's also a PR action and it creates goodwill, you know? Uh, you go home after a visit to the dentist and, uh, later that evening you get a call from the dentist. Just want to make sure you're doing fine. Yeah, doc, I'm, I'm doing just fine. Thanks for checking. Wow. What just happened to the repute of that dentist, right? These little PR actions. So, you know, what's popular? Like you got a grocery store starting up and you see that the busiest grocery store in town is, you know, half a mile away, you go there with a clipboard and you stand in the parking lot and you say, what do you like about X grocery store? You know, oh, we like the fact that they always have fresh produce, you know, locally grown produce. Okay. This is a little tip off now uh, that you can use to start building up your own uh, PR. You can use PR to create your own goodwill, you know. We're helping, you know, we work with the local farmers to make sure we have all the local produce, seasonal produces in our store, whatever. Uh, You start developing a bit of reputation like that, uh, that, you know, you work with the local farmers because you surveyed that and you found out that this was popular. So now you're going to work on that point. Do you follow? I like the fact that you're using uh, locally uh, grown produce and so forth. These are things you can find out by asking or, uh, in other words, surveying. He says, and what little counterpoint needs correction? So you can also survey for the things that, yeah, we don't really like that you have to stand in line, you know. So this is something that you then need to work on, okay? Yeah, you don't have to wait in our place, you know. Um, But I'm going to point something out. He says here, only you don't publicize that too much. You just curve it in and correct it. You don't say, 
That is denied. No, you don't have to wait at our store. There's no lines at our store. If you keep talking about the lines, how you don't have any, it actually shows up negatively. Okay, so, so you, don't, you don't say, quote, that is denied, end quote. You just announce a contrary fact. Sometimes you have to be very clever. So in that lines example, you say, you know, with our reputation for speedy service, people are in and out in no time or something like that, right? That's pretty cheesy. Nonetheless, it does follow that, that line, right? You're not talking about the lines. You're just talking about how efficient and fast you are because you're not denying it exactly. Do you follow? You're just presenting different data that then would indicate that that is not a situation in your business. He gives you a good example here. He says, for example, someone says, well, everybody in that boarding school is being starved. You don't ever say everybody's not being starved. You put out a typical menu of the place, all glossed up, and right away, people say, well, there must have been something wrong with that rumor. This sort of harks back to the black propaganda episode we covered a few uh, episodes ago, but you get the point, okay? It's, it's not a great idea to just flatly deny something when you're trying to use public relations to create goodwill. So Mr. Arbor goes on, he says, by getting information, regardless of whether it's gotten by survey or otherwise, although it's usually only reliable when gotten by survey, um, just as an aside, look at how long you've been in business. You kind of know, you know, uh, it is more reliable when it's surveyed, but don't think you don't know because you know the things that make people happy in your business and you know things that make people unhappy. And so you can definitely just by that survey of one, uh, by what you've been able to divine by looking at the responses of your customers in general, you can certainly start developing some sort of public relations strategy to build up the amount of goodwill that exists within the community regarding your business, okay? Uh, but he goes on to say here, or by taking a survey done from something else, you can open the door to goodwill. And with goodwill advertising, you can inevitably and invariably refute the current opinion utterly without ever mentioning it. Find out what people are digging about you or digging about related uh, enterprises in your area. You know, they love the fact that, um, you know, the professionalism of the staff, they're so efficient, you know, great. Start working on the, uh, the friendliness of your staff, the efficiency of your staff, and you will start uh, acquiring your own. And then, of course, you can promote that. You can say, well, you know, um, start promoting little successes of your various employees and how much they enjoy working there and how much they enjoy, uh, you know, seeing the patients and so forth. They could feature, you know, this is our employee of the month. That would kind of go along with this idea about how your employees really care about their, uh, about the people coming into the, into the practice or the automotive repair shop or whatever it is that you're, you've got and whatever you're promoting. If that comes up, that people enjoy and it's not unusual for it to be to come up because people like to be treated well by uh, by the employees and any kind of a service organization. So it's an important point to emphasize. So then he goes on, he summarizes by saying, goodwill equation. Goodwill equates to life. Because one, if you're not communicating, you are obviously not alive. So that's number one. So goodwill, if you're not working on it, you're dead. You're not dead because your business is going to die. You're dead because you, no one's hearing from you. So as far as they're concerned, you're dead. So goodwill, if you think with this, goodwill equates to life, you're in business because you go, okay, we're as alive as we're communicating. 
We're not communicating. As far as the public is concerned, we're dead. So that's number one. Goodwill equates to life because one, if you're not communicating, you're obviously not alive. And two, if you are communicating bad things, why then you obviously are in a very low tone state and you are so weak that you have to pay attention to it. If all you're doing is communicating about how you're not this and you're not that or you're working at the wrong end of the spectrum. He goes on here. He says, for example, one could go out and answer as a rebuttal, everything bad ever said about them, making a catalog of all those things. But it would be the most idiotic piece of PR work that was ever done under God's green earth. This is Mr. Hubbard's words. You go around just rebutting everything, denying everything, disproving everything. It'd be an idiotic piece of PR work as was ever done under God's green earth, for Mr. Hubbard. Yet, by just being alive and continuing to communicate and continuing to reach people, these things are shown to be untrue anyhow. It doesn't matter if somebody's out there spreading bad news about you or trying to create bad PR for you. You go out there and you're communicating positive things, uh, theta things. Remember this, the definition of theta, reason, serenity, stability, happiness, Cheerful emotion, persistence, and the other factors which man ordinarily considers desirable. You should be out there communicating life, man. Theta. And you can drop a lot of this in theta or bad stuff. Just drop it. You are alive. So, you know, you just want your your business to be alive. What are we talking about? Walk into that business. This place is alive. You've all walked into enterprises like this. Right there, you know that their PR is good and their goodwill is climbing. Why? Because it's theta, because there's life. Okay? Uh, Finally, he says in these last three lines, so one can see what goodwill advertising uses as its equation. Theta equals life. Goodwill promotion equals life. Lauren Hubbard. So, You want to be alive, you want the place lively, you want to have goodwill, use that as your rule of thumb. Theta, life. Okay, lots of life. Anything that we can communicate that brings about more life, that's going to help. That's goodwill promotion. Okay, your care for other people, the good works you do in the community, the fairness with which you deal with people, the way you handle complaints and uh, problems with your customers. This is all your service orientation, all these things add up to goodwill promotion. You can promote these things and let people know, yeah, come here and feel alive. Okay. All right. Well, that's goodwill uh, promotion. A very important thing to take into account with any promotional campaign or PR campaign. Make sure you're covering goodwill. Okay. That's it for this week. And uh, we'll talk again Um, we're going to take up something entirely different next week this is the last of this series on PR for now Um, and uh, next week we'll be covering something brand new look forward to that and then uh, until then thank you for listening